been in a series called Christmas Stories, and um, and we're just looking at some Christmas stories that we um, that you've maybe grown up as a child uh, reading, or maybe your mom and dad uh, read to you, and you had a favorite book, and and they read that story to you. I was talking to a friend the other day, and she goes, we were asking about Christmas traditions, and she said, one of my Christmas traditions, we buy a, a Christmas book every Christmas. And we read that book together as a as a family and as a, a me and my, my three kids and and um, that's a that's a tradition. Last week we looked at the the Grinch the Grinch and we looked at this phrase: "This growing will make or giving will make your heart grow. Giving will make your will make your heart grow." And that's what we want for us as a community. We want to grow as a community, but we want our hearts we want our hearts to grow. We want what's on the inside to get to get bigger and to and to grow and to be more healthy and to be more and to and to be and to be further along in, in the process of the journey. And so we want you to know that we're glad you're here today, but we want you to know that we don't, we love you the way you are, but we want to help your heart to your heart to grow and we took our um, we took our heart for the house offering. I'll tell you guys what we did with that at the later of the service, but man, you could tell some people's their their hearts have begun to begin to grow. We talked about giving last week. One of my friends came up to me and she said, I um, I'll be honest with you, she goes, I have never ever wanted to give in an offering plate ever. <laughs> I'm like, really ever? <laughs> I'm like, she's like, but man, she goes, there was something about the way you shared that this week. She goes, I actually I gave on, on Sunday. She goes, and I, I felt good. I'm like, you know what happened? Your heart grew. Your, your heart grew in this area of, of generosity and, and of giving. She goes, man, it felt really good to actually want to participate in what you guys are doing and reaching this community and reaching this city. And, and so we looked at the Grinch and uh, that, was a, that was a good week. Next week, um, spoiler alert, we're going to look at the Polar Express next week, okay? That's next week. So here's the deal. Don't come next week at 10.30 a.m. We're not going to have church next Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. We're only having a 5 p.m. service next week, okay? And it'll be here, same exact location, but that'll be at 5 p.m. That will not be, don't, if you come here at 10.30 next week, you'll be here by yourself, okay? And you won't get a gold star because no one's here to vouch for you, you know what I'm saying? And so we don't come next week. Come at 5 p.m. Everybody, everybody go like this. Everybody go like this. Put five up, yeah. I got five on it. 5 p.m. next a week, okay? But today, I want to look at a story. Maybe you guys have, have read it. Frosty the Snowman. Have you ever, you ever read the book before? Maybe you've watched the show. This is the show of choice in the Beecham resident over Christmas. So what happens, this, this book has become a movie, and my kids will watch this. The other day, Dinah said to me, I got to leave the kids for a few moments. I said, I promise you, if you put this movie on, they won't move there for, the, for at least an hour and a half. I'm like, just put it on. Let them watch themselves, you know? You're like, that's terrible parenting. Don't judge me. Um, but he said, I said, man, put this on. They love this. But we, well, so I read this book. I bought this book this past week, and I was rip, flipping through some of the pages, and this hat that he wears is miraculous. As soon as this hat goes on to Frosty's head, he turns into this, this, this incredible being, and he comes alive, and he's telling people hi, and he's talking, and you probably have never, ever seen a talking snowman unless you've watched this show, but this hat was, was magical. But one of the things I was reading about when I read this story, which is kind of, kind of crazy, but this magician wanted to get rid of this hat. He's like, this hat is garbage. I don't want this hat. He sees it go on top of Frosty's head, and he's like, man, I want that hat back. I want the hat back. But one of the things about this hat is it turned Frosty into this incredible person. Here's the deal about Frosty the Snowman. Everybody wanted to be around him. Everybody wanted him because everywhere he went, people were, people were happy. People were, people were excited because he had this joy inside of him. There's, there was this happiness. And have you ever been around a person? They're just like, they're, just, they're always happy. And if, they're, if you've been around a happy person, you know that happiness or that joy is, is contagious. You're just like, man, I'm around them. I just want to smile. Every time I see Shibs, I want to I smile and I want to laugh because he's just always full of energy. He's always happy. I, I was at his house a few weeks ago and 
um, I went over to, uh, to see his trampoline. I got to his trampoline. He wasn't there. I was there with Matt and Witt, and, and he was saying, um, I said, Matt, what is that? He said, well, that's a Razor scooter. Well, it wasn't just any Razor scooter. This Razor scooter, he has taken, Shivs has taken his towel, and he's made it so the wheels don't move. He's put a towel wrapped around this Razor scooter on top of a trampoline. This has Tyler Ponce written all over it, doesn't it? Like, this is something Tyler would do. He would wrap that thing up and he would jump on the trampoline and flips and all kinds of stupid stuff that no one ever should do because it's not safe, but shivs it. So every, I'm like, man, that just, that just makes, me, makes me laugh. I, I rode to dinner last night with some friends. They were telling me about their kid. And they were saying their, their son, they said that they did this thing called a booster-thon. It was a, it was a fundraiser for school. And if you had X amount of pledges, you got all of these gifts. He said, so my son watched my husband go in, my son watched, my, watched his dad go in and, and put on there, you know, $20 to my son's, to pledge to him. So the son came home that next day with all of these toys. I mean, just tons of toys. And, and my mom, and he says, the wife, the, the wife the, the, his mom says, how did you get all this? She goes, well, if you had $500 in pledges, you get all these toys, all these toys. And he's like, well, son, you don't have... <laughs> You don't, this is like a Jonathan Alberts kind of thing too, I feel like. You know, like you have five, you don't have $500 in pledges. You, you just don't have, them. he goes, yeah, I do. So the, the mom goes over to the computer and she's like, show me, show me them. So she looks, so she goes to the computer. He had watched his dad go in and put in the, this pledge and he went in and made up all these pledges. The cat pledged to him, the dog pledged to him. I mean, he had a lot of people from different countries, different country, actually country, in the actual country of India pledged him. Like this guy had, and I said to him, I said, man, I gotta meet your son. He's the kind of kid I wanna, I wanna hang out with. And he's 12 years old. And she goes, I like to tell you that happened last year. He goes, but that happened five years ago. I'm like, this is my kind of seven-year-old. Like that's the kind of guy you just wanna be around because they're happy and they're always smiling and they're full of life. And I want us to be a community that not only are we, are we, that we give and that we're generous, but I want us to be a, co- a community that's full of life and, and that we're happy and people around us. I mean, I just can't wait to be around that person. I wanna to go to church because I wanna be around that person or I wanna be in that community group because they're, the, they're, they're fun to be around and that makes me, it makes me happy. I wrote down this thing and I believe this is 100% true. Joy is the one thing that everyone in this world wants. Joy is the one thing that everyone in this world wants. I was, I was thinking about that a little bit in, in my mind about this idea of joy. And I was listening to this podcast that, um, that I've been listening to. And, and this coach says, um, he tells a story of one of his athletes. And the athlete, um, she, she wins the world's fittest person, 2016 CrossFit Games. Her name is Katrin. And she won the games and, and it was incredible. So I looked at her story and I, and I went back to 2015. She had won the, the world's fittest person in 2015 and 2016. Well, in 2016, she got her medal, full of sweat, just, just finished the workout, gets, her, gets awarded, everyone cheers, forgives her hugs, high five. And she walked up to her coach and she said, I'm still not happy. Because here's what I realized a little bit is that happiness, happiness is the joy substitute. Happiness is just a substitute for real, authentic joy. You've been there before. If I could just get this much in my bank account, then I'll be happy. What happens when you get that much in your bank account? You have to move the needle further. If I could just get this job, if I could have this one job, then I will be, I'll be happy. What happens is you get the one job and you're like, man, I, I, I feel good in, in CrossFit. There's a there's a leaderboard. I'm like, man, if I could just get in that, if I could just beat that guy one time, then I'll be then I'll be happy. What happens? You beat him one time. He's like, man, I want to beat the I want to beat the next guy, and I want to be I want to be better. Or maybe, maybe you say, man, I would if I could just get the, the house that I want. What happens when you get the house that you want? You realize you don't want the payment that comes with it, or you say, man, I just wanna I just wanna 
I want a bigger house. The needle, if, 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 thing, if you've attached your joy and your happiness to things, then you're always gonna have to move the needle a little bit further. Well, I, don't, I, didn't, I thought it was gonna be it, but it, it really wasn't it. You win the, the, the fittest woman in the entire world. You're like, man, I'm still not happy because happiness is just a temporary fulfillment. Um, so I wanna look at joy today, if we will. If you have a Bible, look at Luke chapter two. Luke chapter two. I wanna look at a very familiar uh, passage of scripture. We've been walking through this Luke chapter two story over, um, over the last week and this week and again, and again next week. And, and this is the best Christmas story ever told, is this story. And this is absolutely, this is the one that everybody remembers. This has been told for thousands of years and people are still talking about the story. One day we're gonna forget about Frosty the Snowman. One day we're gonna forget about the Grinch. One day we're gonna forget about the Polar Express. One day we're gonna forget about these stories because the reality is that this is the, this is the one Christmas story that's lasted forever and people are still telling and people are still sharing this one Christmas story because this is the best Christmas story. Luke chapter two and verse eight, the Bible says this. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby and they were guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them and they were scared or scurred. They were scurred for sure. They were terrified. So the baby has come. You guys have heard the story. There's no room at the end. He's knocking on doors. Please, can my, ba- my wife come have her baby here? No, next door, knock on can Please, can I, my, my wife have her, my, my fiance have her baby here? No, you cannot. He's knocking on doors. Finally, they get into a manger. They have the baby. And then God shows up to these shepherds. Now, shepherds, they're just basic people. Like I told you today, basic. My daughter's like, you're basic, dad. These are just basic, common, ordinary people. They're there hanging out and God shows up. That would freak you out too. You would be scared also. You're going through life or you're at your house, or you're doing your job and this light shows up but you can't even look at, your head's down and you hear this voice say, don't be afraid. That's a good, that's a good greeting, don't be afraid. If I walk into you today and say, hey, don't be afraid, I'm about to punch you, you'd be, that's weird. He's like, hey, don't be afraid. I'm about to share with you something that you need you guys need to know. And so in the very, the very next verse, the Bible says this in verse uh, 10, the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. He said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all the people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped in snug, snuggling in strips of cloth, lying in a manger, in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Verse 15, when the angel had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see the things that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph and there was the baby lying in a manger After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened, what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were blown away. It's the best story ever. This God speaks into Mary and says, you're gonna have this child, you're gonna have this child, Mary. It's not gonna be because you slept with your husband, you're actually engaged yet, you're not even married yet. So they they have this child. An angel comes and tells these guys, the lowest of all lows, he tells these shepherds, can you imagine if the king is coming to town, 
we're not going to tell a bunch of shepherds. You and I are going to go on Facebook. We're going to go to the, we're going to say, hey, the president's coming in town or somebody, somebody prestigious come coming down. We're going to go, we're going to have a great announcement. We're not using the announcement. We're not using shepherds to tell the announcement. That's why this is such an upside down thing. It's such a controversial story because like, man, if this is really the king, why would he be telling shepherds to go tell everybody, this is how I'm coming. You're rolling up as a shepherd. That's the way you, that's, that's your grand entrance. We're expecting something greater, Wes. This is the Messiah, the Lord. And he says, hey, I want you to go tell people, you guys go follow the story, follow the star, and I want you to show people how to get to where, where I am. But I wanna go back to verse 10 where I'm gonna get most of, my, most of our time together, spend most of our time together talking about. Verse 10, the Bible says this. Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. God, when he came to this earth, he didn't just bring his son, he didn't just bring a savior, but he brought joy. If he had brought happiness, it would have said he brought happiness. But what God knew and what we now know is that happiness is temporary, but joy lasts forever. And joy is only found in one person, that's through Jesus Christ. So I'd like to talk to you about joy today. Maybe you're here today and you're like, man, I just, I really want to figure this whole thing out. I want to have joy, Wes. I, I'm going through a season of life where it, maybe it feels dark, or maybe a lot of my life is, is kind of a, a dark life. But I want, you to have, I want you to have joy. I had a friend say to me recently, man, I love this church because I feel like everybody's everybody's happy. And I was like, well, that's, that's joy inside them. Or if you've ever met somebody and you're like, man, they just, they just have it. I'm going to uh, Nairobi, Kenya and, and right in the, uh, the first, first couple weeks of, of January to go visit. And I've been there before. What I like about the people in, in Nairobi, Kenya is they don't have a lot of stuff, but you know what they do have? They have joy. And when you meet someone, you can just tell that they have it. You can just tell that person, there's something inside that person that, and I want it. What is it that you what is it that you have? You can tell there's a difference. I was at the gym yesterday and, and someone said, um, one of the guys is a cop here in the city. He goes, if you can't tell that Wes is a Christian <laughs> or a pastor, then you're blind. I was like, thank you for the compliment. You know, like I want people to see me on business. Man, he's, there's something different. He has it. I don't know what it is, but I want to figure out what it is. I want to, I want to experience whatever's inside of him that's coming on the outside of him. I want to experience him. So let me get you real quick caught up let me give you a PhD on the word joy. Jesus brought joy to the world. Jesus brought joy to the world. God sent his son and that son brought joy to the world. When he came on a manger, when he came through on a manger, every one that experienced joy in this world, it was brought to us by God. Jesus brought joy to the world. Luke chapter two, verse 10, the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news out. It's gonna bring great joy to all the people, Jesus brought joy to the world. And we sing songs called Joy to the World because that's what God has brought to us. He has brought joy to the world. This past week was a milestone in, in, my, in my life. Um, you, you know, if you follow me on social media, you know I, I frequent Disney and, and um, two things happened this week. Um, we, we, went to, we went to Disney on, on Thursday and Friday. We have blackout dates. So we wanna, we wanna get it all in while we can. And so um, we went there and Diana goes, man, I really hope the kids... I really hope the kids are tall enough to go on soaring. And I'm like, man, I want, I want them to experience that. And so when we got on the, we got, went up there and we're like, measure them. Now every parent knows when you want your kid to be at least 42 inches, of, uh, 42 inches tall, like you're like, like here, let me hold them up. And you're like, you're taking them up to the thing and you're picking them up, you know, like, look, like there's like six inches below the, from the feet to the floor, but you're like, my kid's gonna, I want my kid to ride this ride, and so Sayla walks up there. She's on the ninety percent uh, on the ninety percentile. She's a little bit bigger than, uh, than than Judah, and so she walks up there, no problem, you know. She her head's banging to. Well, Judah walks up there, and Dinah's like 
picking his hair up and like trying to like, you know, and like sticking his hair up. And she gets in there and, and I got him underneath it, which parents, that's just the way you want to put them all underneath it so they can make sure. So the lady is literally trying to put her fingers underneath this. And I think she got her fingernails underneath that thing. He just barely, barely made it. But here's what I know is I know that I've been on that ride with Trip, and, and they've experienced the joy, the happiness from that ride. And I've seen, I remember when he got tall enough and he loved it. And I remember when Hope got tall enough and she loved it. And I was there the other day. And I mean, I want my kids to experience, I want them to have the joy that it is to ride this ride. And I want you to note in here today that Jesus wants everyone in this room in here to, to experience joy. It's why he came. He wants every single one of you guys to experience joy. Joy is not set out for, for Liv, but not Maggie or for Randy, but not Debbie, or Clay, but not Pierre, or for Wes, but not Armando. God, God is not, God is not um, selective with, his, with the joy that he wants to give. He brought joy to the world, which leads me to my second point is this, is that everyone can have joy. Everyone in this room can have joy. Doesn't matter how bad your past is, don't matter how good you think your future is, every single person in this room can have joy. Everyone gets it. I was looking at, um, I, I love the, the two or three rules that the elf gives us in, in that movie, but he says there's room for everybody on the nice list. And Jesus doesn't have a list of people where he said, man, I don't want them to have joy, but I do want them to have joy. Jesus brought joy to the world, and every single person in the world can have joy, even tax collectors, even your worst enemies, even your dentist, even the person that you least like the most, your greatest enemy can have joy. You're like, Wes, my enemy, yes. The worst person you know, whatever that looks like to you, that person can have joy because everybody can have joy. Maybe you're in here today and you're like, it's my in-laws. Even your in-laws, they can have joy. My in-laws are perfect. But I'm just saying every single person in here can have, have joy. I'm around people all the time. I love hanging out with people. I was telling a friend, some friends of mine last time, like, I just love hanging out with people. And if somebody doesn't have joy in their life, I want to help them find joy. That's why we started this, that's one of the reasons why we started this church, because we want people to experience joy, and joy is only found in a person, his name is Jesus. I mean, I want everyone to have joy. I want people to walk around living a life that's an abundant life, or a fulfilled life, or a full life. I want everybody to have that. Jesus brought joy to the world. Everyone can have joy. Joy. And here's the second thing, or here's another thing that you got to remember. This will help you. None of us deserve it. That's why it's accessible to everybody. Because we think, oh, I deserve joy, but he doesn't deserve joy. And we get like that sometimes. If you're honest here today, you're like, man, that, that person, they deserve to be miserable. <laughs> I told you guys what my mom told me about, there, you know, there's two types of people. You know, when they get older, there's, there's nice people and there's mean people. Like, there's just two types of old people. That's it. I was, I was talking to a friend of mine who owns, a, owns a, an establishment here in the city, and he was saying, man, I, I, he goes, I, I told this church recently, I don't want to deal with any of their church people ever again. He said, it's, he goes, and he, I'm like, what happened? He's like, well, I had this guy get up my face, and I, I called the pastor. I'm like, don't ever call me again. Don't ever ask Chick-fil-A to help you or anything. I, don't ask me to help you with anything. I don't want to be around. I don't want to connect with you guys. And I'm like, yeah, man, Christians are some of the meanest people, <laughs> and it shouldn't be that way. Because we carry joy. And everyone should, every, because everyone, ha, we have joy. Everyone that we come in contact, they should, be able to ha, they should be able to have an opportunity to have this joy that we carry around. None of us deserve it, but we can all have it. I don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. But joy, we all, everyone can have it. Jesus brought joy to the world. Everyone can have joy. And here's the third thing. This is, this is important. Joy is meant to be shared. 
Joy is meant to be shared. It's, I tell people all the time, like the Bible, this verse in the Bible says that, hey guys, here's some good news. Joy's coming to the world. He told these shepherds, hey shepherds, you're gonna find it and you're gonna, you go this way and tell everyone where it's at. It's meant to be shared. Can I ask you a question today? Is good news really good if you don't wanna share it? If you don't share, like is that, is it really, is it really good news if you're not sharing it? I, I, I love this time of the year. You see people, they're, they're having first or they're having these new experiences and, and, and it's awesome. People wanna share with everybody that they're going to, to this. And uh, Matt and Whitney were showing me um, you know, pictures of, of Dominican Republic, Costa Rica. Costa Rica, I'm like, man, I, I've never been there before. My father-in-law's been to Costa Rica. My brother-in-law's like, hey, you got to Costa Rica. I love seeing pictures because I want to I wanna experience it. If something's fun or something's cool, you want to you wanna, you wanna share it. You, you want to you experience it. Last week, I got out of church and, and I, drove to, um, I drove to Miami and picked up my brother-in-law. And he said, man, I want, I, I want you guys to go to this game because you guys haven't been to the new, the new Dolphin Stadium, which we beat the Patriots, which is pretty much a big deal. That's how you know there's a God. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and he's like, I, Derek's like, Derek's gener, generous guy. He's like, hey, I want you guys to be able to experience this new stadium because you guys haven't been on experience and I got the ticket I'm like man he really wants to experience it well and we had really really good seats and I'm like because he wanted he wanted he's like me and my dad being here I want all my brother-in-law's here I want you guys to experience all of this I want you guys to have it because everybody knows and if you read the bible the good news is good news but it's only good if you share it with everybody and joy is awesome but it's meant to be shared he's like hey I want you guys to see all of this and I want you to know that when as soon as you have that joy in your life and God has joy you get to see the world a whole lot differently this brings, me, this brings me great joy. It sounds ridiculous to give money away, that that's gonna bring joy or give time away. That sounds ridiculous. But when you start giving your assets away or giving your time away or giving your ability away, what happens? You begin to receive that joy. Or when you got to, some of you guys bought uh, Christmas gifts. For, uh, we, we, bought, we collected about 14 different Christmas gifts for, for, for some kids in our community. And, and I, I got to be the guy to go pick up the toys and, and, and hand them to the next person, the next person hand them to these kids. And what I know is that we like to do that because we, get, we, we wanna share. It's meant to be shared. And seeing the joy on these people's faces when they receive these gifts is second to none. It's a great feeling. But joy is awesome if you can share it. Joy is incredible when you begin to share with everyone that you come in contact with. You know, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to this, on this missions trip and missions trip, my sister's like, hey, we're gonna be in Kenya together. It's gonna be awesome. And I'm excited to experience that with her, but I'm, not, it, it, I, I'm, I'm gonna go there and I know I'm gonna go like, I can't wait to go to Kenya because I'm gonna help people. And I realize I'm not gonna be, I'm gonna help people, but I realize I'm gonna get helped a whole lot more than I'm gonna help. And I'm gonna see things, I'm gonna see joy authentically. It's hard to see joy when you have everything. Dinah, every year, I swear to goodness, she says, we're gonna scale back on Christmas for our kids. Every year she says that. I, I think the opposite is happening. I'm like, man, you know, and I'm having to enlist people to help me put some of it together. Need a few more volunteers. Um, <clears throat> I, I, she, she, likes to, she likes to give those, I can't, I can't reel her back in. I don't even try. There, she goes Black Friday shopping and Black Saturday. She does two days and Black, and Black Monday. <laughs> She like shops for four days straight and she's like, she goes, I don't, I don't even think I got all the gifts that I need to get. I'm like, how in the world do you go for four days? And she's like, she gave me the finger. She's like, do you have to worry about it? I was like, touche. You're right, more power to you. <laughs> do you, you know, like, but we want our kids to experience joy. We want to experience happiness, but we want to give them these things because joy is meant to be, it's meant to be shared. And we want to give out the good news. Why are we starting another service with us? Because we want more people to experience joy. 
Why do we do what we do? Because we want more people to experience joy, and joy is a person. His name is, his name is Jesus. And lastly, I want you to know this is important because you may be sitting here today thinking, how in the world am I gonna get this thing? Like, where do you, is there a joy pro shop? Like, where do I get joy? Can I buy it? Because a lot of people do that. I'll buy my way into it. I can, I can buy myself some joy. Or I wanna, I wanna do some good things because that's gonna, that's gonna help me. And you can do th- good things and it does make you feel good. Someone said to me, man, your dad rings that bell for Salvation Army. All those things, they're not bad things. All the things that we do, they're not bad things. But, but that doesn't give us joy because there's only one way to get joy. And it's through Jesus. Joy is found in a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's the only place to get it. And we have people all around the world. Diana was telling about her first trip to India. Her, her dad took her too. And these people go here and they're offering these sacrifices and they're trying to attain joy. And these people are doing all these things, all these works, all these good things just to try to get joy. And what happens is you never, ever get it. Pursue, 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 pursue. Pursuing joy is a dead end road. We go looking for it. Man, I'm gonna find some joy, I'm gonna find joy. You can't find anywhere. There's only one way to find joy and that's through Jesus. That's it. This isn't. This didn't make the. This didn't make the notes. Um, Tamara told me to bring my A game. This didn't make the notes. But joy is an acronym for Jesus, and then others, and then you. Jesus, and then others, and you. That's that's an acronym for joy. You're like, what? That sounds backwards. I know. We live in such a world to you'll go out to to, to Barnes and Noble, and it'll there'll be a, there's an endless amounts of self help books. There's endless amounts. And what's weird to me is, is humanity's been around for a long time and still new self-help books are coming out. Processing that? Is that weird to you that we've been around, we've been around for th- thousands of years? Long t- we've been around for a long time and self-help books are still being published. Don't you think they would have figured it out by now if that many books, um, how many PhDs are out there writing books today, deadlines today, this week to get their self-help book published by the next date? They're in an endless supply. If you put Jesus first, that's where you get joy. And you gotta put people, people come next. You don't come next. You're like, oh, Wes, I, man, that's, that's me. It's, it's all about me. You're, you're not next in line. Other people are next in line. And you're last. I tell girls all the time, like, you wanna find a guy to marry? Like, yes, I wanna find a guy who loves Jesus more than he loves anything. That's strike, that's, that's, that's first step one. Step two, make sure they like you when they like themselves. And that's hard to do. But if you can find that, not the word, you'll, you'll take care of yourself. It'll, you'll work out. But a lot of times you're like, well, I, I, love, I love God. I love myself. I want, to self, I want to take care of myself. And other people go last. And that's just not the way God designed it. It's Jesus first, others second, and you go last. But joy is found in a relationship with Jesus. So we brought you here today. We invited you. We've been asking you to come and we're glad you're here today because we want everyone in this room here today to have an opportunity to have a relationship with Jesus Christ because we've made a commitment to share joy. We've made that commitment as a community and hundreds of people have given their life to Christ. They've accepted this thing called joy through Jesus Christ, the son. We've accepted that. And so that's our, that's our mission. I was with a couple last night. and said, what's your mission? Like, we want everyone to know about Jesus in Winter Garden. <laughs> and then once they know, we're gonna just keep on going further and further out. We just wanna make sure the good news is, is going out. We want everyone to have joy. We want everyone to experience this Jesus that we, that we get to love and serve and, and hang out with. So can I ask you this question today? 
are you sharing joy with people? Are you sharing it? Like, like is it in you? Like, do you, do you have it? Are you sharing joy with people? People come to you like, man, there's just something, they have it. I don't know what it is, but they have it. They've got joy in their life. You can just tell they're just, there's a magnet there. There's just something, something there. I saw this, I saw this quote that I think it's important to leave on. Joy is the most magnetic force in the universe. Joy is the most magnetic force in the universe. Processed? Does that make sense? Like, it's mag- when someone has joy, it's magnetic. People want that. People want joy. People, everybody wants it. So if you have it, and you see people that are pulling in closer to you, it could be the joy of the Lord on you, and in you, and around you. They're just trying to get, they're trying to figure out where you got your joy from. I like to hang out with successful people. It just makes sense to me. You wanna know why? Because success, successful people have done some things to make them successful. Does that make sense? So if I wanna be successful, I wanna learn some tips, some business, something that I could take, that I could learn from, so I can apply it to my, my life or my family. Guy's a great husband. I wanna hang out with great husbands because I wanna take that into my, into my marriage. I, I, I do. When I'm at the gym and Kel says, you're doing that wrong. I'm like, welcome to my life. <laughs> Everything I do is wrong. He's like, if you just do this, <laughs> you can just leave your heels on the ground. I'm like, they don't go down on the ground. Like, just, he's like, if you can just do this, it will, I wanna be around people that can, that can help me in what I'm trying to get good at. I, I want that. Well, if people are drawn into you, it's maybe because you have the one thing that they're looking for. And the one thing they're looking for, we're all looking for, is Jesus and the joy that comes with that. There's so many things that come with Jesus, and joy is just one of them. I invite you to bow your head and close your eyes.